We've got quite a mixed bag lined up for you this time around. A Filipino fake soundtrack featuring Bretzel Göring from Berlin, a New Zealander who took in African musicians during the lockdown, a Franconian who's almost too busy producing for pop stars to work on his own music, a post-punk band with a singing novelist and a compilation by a German Gothic legend whose singer is back with a solo album. This is the March 2024 Popcast, a production of the Goethe Institute and Sundfunk Bayern 2. And I'm dreamy Dave Creeden, presenting the English version of Ralph Sommer's Popcast. Let's open with a Filipino musician slash filmmaker slash artist and his band Kavin and the Contarquino Orchestra. That was Moon Ra by Kavin and the Contra Kino Orchestra. Kavin de la Cruz is a Filipino musician, filmmaker and author based in Berlin, who has recorded a double LP with Brezel Göring of Stereo Total and some 30 other musicians. It's called The Woman Who Went Mad, I.S.T. The title refers to the very first song ever to be recorded by a woman in Filipino. And IST stands for an imaginary soundtrack to a collage of old Filipino silent films which Kevin put together for the Silent Movie Festival in Manila. The sound calls to mind the German band Hochzeitskapelle, as well as the Japanese band Tenniscoats. 
and music on the track we've just heard, Moon Ra, has shades of both Moondog and the Sun Ra Orchestra. The band's name, Contra Kino Orchestra, says it all. They play film music, but it's a soundtrack to a sort of anti-cinema. We hear elements of traditional Filipino music, including gongs and bamboo percussion, along with the clatter of modern-day plastic bottles and jerry cans. We end up losing track of time and place, unable to tell whether this is old music or new, and where it's from. Ask Calvin about his work, and you're more likely in for some artistically intriguing musings than substantive and serviceable answers. But his statements do sound awfully good. As usual, the concept is not to have a concept. But if push comes to shove, don't forget to press record and play at the same time. The concept slash non-concept, or better yet the strategy, is to play and record live music, fully improvised based on live instructions from me and or based on a melody I've composed, to an imaginary silent film that hasn't been created or found at that point of recording, circa 2017, that neither me nor my musicians have seen, but maybe in dreams. With 30-plus Filipino musicians, recorded by Bretzel Goring on his four-track tape recorder, which was very hungry gobbling up as many TDK blank tapes we can scrounge off, this organic machine managed to churn out more than a thousand new songs in four days of extremely serious goofing around in my home studio in Mondo, Manila. Bretzel Goring and Francois Cactus, a Castillo Total, have been part of the Rapid-Eye-slash-Mondo Manila family since around 2013, the days of Ruined Heart. The Contra Kino Orchestra is indeed an abnormal orchestra. It is illegal to play all at the same time, because that would just be a lot of ruckus. A fine of 50 euros has been set to musical delinquents. The official lucky number is 33, but rumor has it that the number of players has sometimes reached 100 plus. But now, KKO is open to all aliens. The KKO loves live film scoring with or without the film. OST is dead. IST is deader. Imaginary sounds better than original. It's always been about the ear, not the earring. That was the Filipino multi-talent Calvin de la Cruz giving us a taste of his signature situationist humour. There's something quite refreshing about this sort of stuff. Let's segue to another expat from nearly twice as far away whose music was likewise enriched in Berlin. Aaron Otignon, all the way from New Zealand. Your 
That was Aaron and the Jerry Jerry Band with Ungal Doré, a spiritual hymn of praise from Senegal. The band's mastermind is Aaron Odignon, a New Zealander who is landed in Berlin. Aaron has released music on the Blue Note jazz label, produced with Afro-Belgian star Strome, toured with Woodkid and Empire of the Sun, and has now come out with a belated lockdown album which he made in Berlin with Marc Ernestus and with Bekane Sek from Senegal, 
who's known to his fans from recordings with Afro-stars like Yusu Ndur and Baba Mal. When the pandemic struck, a whole troupe of African musicians suddenly found themselves stuck in Aaron's Berlin studio. Hence the album title, Dama Beganibi, meaning I want to go home. So the mood swings back and forth on the album between optimism and uncertainty, and the sound back and forth between Afro-funk, Afro-beat, electronic, jazz and modern umbalak. Aaron Otignor talks about his multi-dimensional record. I arrived in Germany, straight into Berlin, in around 2018-2019. It was a gradual move from Paris, in fact, and I was excited to come into Berlin's underground sort of club scene versus free jazz scene, and I did actually manage to set up my own studio pretty quickly, attracting all types of producers and musicians. The original plan with the uh, before COVID was actually that I act as a producer exclusively for the Jerry Jerry family and production management musicians. So the album was recorded in three-dimensional ratio in the sense that on one aspect, Jerry Jerry have pre-recorded percussions and arrangements on their hard drives in, in this case. In a similar way, those rhythms have been passed down through generations and generations of Saba drummers. Then the second dimension was actually you know, composing together Bakken and I and, and imp- jazz, jazzy sort of improvisations, both in, in Dakar and Berlin. The third dimension was field recording and leaving the mic on as long as possible. And I guess you can actually hear the Senegalese crew drinking tea and talking and joking and laughing and commenting on the politics at that point. But uh, we are an emerging band. It's a brand new band, first album. So yeah, that's where we're at. We're, we're currently shooting sort of music videos and live videos and rehearsals. Fingers crossed we'll be showcasing and performing in Europe around wintertime this year. That was Aaron Otignor talking about his album with the Jerry Jerry Band from Senegal. Let's keep our fingers crossed so they can take it on tour at the end of the year. Our next featured musician grew up in Cambridge, England and Beijing and launched his musical career in Würzburg. He is now one of the most sought-after pop producers in Germany, Tobias Kuhn. After a long break, Tobi, as he likes to be called, is back with an album of his own as Monta. So here's Monta's If the Sun Doesn't Shine Anymore, part one. Go. 
That was the tune, If the Sun Doesn't Shine Anymore and the Clouds Are All That You See, Go Where the People Dance, off Monta's new Pacific album. Monta started out in the 1990s with his indie band Miles and garnered quite a fan base. Then he launched his new solo project, Monta, while producing the likes of Sportfreunde Stille, Thies Ullmann, Tote Hosen, Feine Sahne Fischfilet, to name just a few standouts. Kuhn has become a key player when it comes to sounding not just really good, but first-rate, which makes the release of Monta's own first album in 15 years all the more exciting. The record starts as pop as indie can get, with one catchy tune after another, but the songs eventually chill out and become more contemplative. Shimmering light smacks of teenage fan club, and the two versions of If the Sun Doesn't Shine Anymore have the makings of melancholia classics. He wrangled with the record for a long time. Ich hatte zwischenzeitlich zwei Alben ja auch schon aufgenommen, aber nie rausgebracht, weil ich dann doch dachte, ach, irgendwie passt es nicht. I've already recorded two albums but never released them because I felt something's wrong here. Making a lot of music with other people makes it harder. You end up doubting your own music even more. And then I had an idea of how I wanted the album to sound. So I took heart and released it after all. I wanted to make a singer-songwriter record that's positive. It doesn't bring me down when I hear it. It's full of yearning and nostalgia. As you get older, you think more about your life. And you only live once. I remember in 2014 being asked if I wanted to tour China, and then we were on the road for three weeks, because my song, I'm Sorry, was a bit of a viral hit on college radio there. 200 to 250 people actually turned out for each concert and sang along, especially to I'm Sorry. At the time, we were already playing a number that's on the album now, as the song If the Sun Doesn't Shine Anymore, Part 2. It went down well back in the day, but it took another 10 years to put it out. I'm just happy now that the record is actually coming out. But it's been then about 10 years until it came out. First, I'm just happy that the record comes that was Toby Kuhn talking about the two versions of If the Sun Doesn't Shine Anymore and his comeback as Monta, though not live, because touring, he says, is not his favourite thing in the world. There were plenty of marvellous moments in China back then, but there won't be any concert performances of the new Pacific album, at least not for the time being. And now for an album with a very suggestive title, Kater Musik. It's Messer's latest brainchild.
That was the tune Taucher for Smukal, off the new album by the band Messer. The song is about Smukal, a musical instrument dealer and concert organiser in Hamburg who died of cancer. Smukal was a friend of bassist Bastian Ottenhuses, and the whole band knew him well. Some of the instruments and effects equipment that Messer got from Smukal can be heard on this song, which is called Taucher, meaning diver. The song references Cormac McCarthy's 2022 novel The Passenger, which is about a salvage diver. The band's vocalist, Hendrik Otremba, is a fan of the late great American novelist, and this book in particular. And he's really smitten, as he puts it, with a diver motif. He even wonders why he didn't become a diver himself. The last time we showcased Messer here on the podcast was for their Finnish dub album. Their new album, Kartemusik, harks back to their classic band sound, post-punk with ska influences, plus Hendrik Otremba's piercing vocals and lyrical lyrics. There's less pathos and more humour on this album, on which we can also hear some of the band's parents and brothers who collaborated on it. As always, there's no concept or golden thread running through this record by the quintet from Münster and Berlin. Instead, says Otremba, they're always trying to get the atmosphere right. Hence the album title that sounds like a new musical genre, Kratermusik or Kratermusik. Der Titel Kratermusik, mir ist der irgendwann eingefallen, als ich diese Musik gehört habe. Und ich habe mich gerade aus verschiedenen Gründen mit dem Krater auseinandergesetzt. Was It came to me at some point whilst listening to our new music. I'd just been looking into craters for various reasons. It's a typical messer word for me because it's ambivalent and ambiguous. It's sharp, hard and intense like a knife. I also found these craters interesting because this is where something powerful, something momentous once happened. I felt what we did there was sort of crater music, that something powerful and intense had happened. Crater music might also be a tongue-in-cheek bid to create our own genre, or suggested as a general genre. Maybe what Messer does is crater music. Because I have the feeling that with all the musical transformations we've been through, we don't really belong anywhere if you try to label us. After well over 10 years of band history, Messer have been around since 2010. Maybe it's a logical consequence to create our own genre, in that, say, megalomaniac mode. And it might be called... Crater music. Im größten wahnsinnigsten Modus ein eigenes Genre zu stiften. Und das heißt vielleicht Kratermusik. That was Hendrik Otremba, the singer in the band Messer, and a novelist as well, talking about their latest album. Back when Otremba was born, a Hamburg band called Xmal Deutschland were reaching their peak. Active from 1980 to 1990, the band were almost all women and their music is now considered post-punk or gothic. 34 years on, singer Anja Hoover is now putting out her debut solo album. But before checking it out, let's hear a track from a compilation of her former band's early work that's coming out simultaneously. Here's a song from Xmal Deutschland's early singles 1981 to 82.
That was Incubus Succubus, an early 80s number by Ixmal Deutschland. It featured a few years ago on the soundtrack to the series Snowpiercer, based on the highly acclaimed post-climate apocalypse action film. This Hamburg band started off as an all-female band on Zigzag Records. The label has also released the early works of FSK and Einstürzende and Neubauten. Maybe thanks to Susie and the Banshees, who'd made it in England with their teased hair and dark goth sound, a few Ixmal Deutschland songs made the British indie charts, which is no mean feat. One such song was Incubus Succubus, the one we've just heard, on which Anja Hoover sings in German. Hexen Sabbat regiert die Nacht, or Witches' Sabbath rules the night. Ixmal Deutschland toured with shoegazing pioneers Cocteau Twins, recorded a John Peel session at the BBC, produced with Hugh Cornwall of The Stranglers, and landed a deal with a major for the record Viva. Keep that word Viva in mind for a sec. After the band disbanded, Hoover went off to England. Und bin eingetaucht in diese ganze Haus- und Asset-House-Szene, die gigantisch groß wurde. I immersed myself in this whole house and asset-house scene, which grew to gigantic proportions, so big that these warehouse parties were eventually outlawed, banned. It was totally wild. I found this new scene fascinating, and that's how I came to Viva TV in Cologne with a friend of mine. It was started up at the time as a counterpart to MTV, and we put together the very first house and techno program there. It was called Hausfrau. And it took me all over the world. I shot all the clubs in the world, all the raves, everywhere you can imagine. In the Australian outback, the clubs of Detroit, Chicago, New York, England, the big raves, here at Mayday, for example, and so on. I was in charge as producer and editor, and that was really exciting. Anja Hoover went on to do design in London, art in New York, a magazine for the Brooklyn Art Museum, and now she's done the videos for her first solo album herself. From wave to rave and back again, so to speak. She got offers to do music all the time, she says, but it wasn't till 2020 that one of them aroused her interest. Jishai, the singer in an Israeli metal band, sought Hoover out and told her the story of his grandfather during World War II, who had to hide out in the perilous swampy forests where Belarus, Ukraine and Poland are located today. I found that so fascinating that I became fixated on the forest, or rather the question of what it does to you being all alone like that, the hope you cling to, the fears, the pain, the loneliness, the cold. I developed my own poetry out of it and wrote it down. This whole album is a result. Which is why you hear the words forest, wood, darkness, loneliness, all alone, a lot on my record, as a very strong form of expression and power. That was Anja Hoover on the backdrop to her first solo album, roughly 35 years after her band Xmal Deutschland called it quits. Her belated comeback is called Codes, and she recorded it with a musician friend who kept urging her to go for it. Mona Moore, who had a band with members of Neubauten in Hamburg back in the early 80s, and later recorded an album with Dieter Meyer of Yellow. Hoover's album is coming out on the American label Sacred Bones, which puts this versatile artist in the best of company, with the likes of David Lynch, Annika and Mort Garson. 
So let's wind it down with Anya Hoover's song Raben Schwarz. This is Doggone Dave Creedon signing off on Ralf Summer's March podcast. We'll be back in April with Angie Portman's latest selection. <laughs>